section twelve of short stories by Fyodor Dostoevsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Crocodile, an extraordinary incident, part two. The venerable Timothy Semyonitch met me rather nervously, as though somewhat embarrassed. He led me to his tiny study and shut the door carefully, that the children may not hinder us. He added with evident uneasiness. There he made me sit down on a chair by the writing-table, sat down himself in an easy-chair, wrapped round him the skirts of his old wadded dressing-gown, and assumed an official and even severe air, in readiness for anything, though he was not my chief nor Ivan Matvich's, and had hitherto been reckoned as a colleague and even a friend. First of all,' he said, "'take note that I am not a person in authority, but just such a subordinate official as you and ivan matvich i have nothing to do with it and do not intend to mix myself up in the affair i was surprised to find that he apparently knew all about it already in spite of that i told him the whole story over in detail i spoke with positive excitement for i was at that moment fulfilling the obligations of a true friend he listened without special surprise but with evident signs of suspicion. "'Only fancy,' he said. "'I always believed that this would be sure to happen to him.' "'Why, Timothy Semyonitch, it is a very unusual incident in itself.' "'I admit, but Ivan Matvich's whole career in the service was leading up to this end. He was flighty, conceited indeed. It was always progress and ideas of all sorts and this is what progress brings people to but this is a most unusual incident and cannot possibly serve as a general rule for all progressives yes indeed it can you see it's the effect of over-education i assure you for over-education leads people to poke their noses into all sorts of places especially where they're not invited though perhaps you know best he added as though offended i am an old man and not of much education i began as a soldier's son and this year has been the jubilee of my service oh no timothy semyonitch not at all on the contrary ivan matvich is eager for your advice he is eager for your guidance he implores it, so to say, with tears. So to say with tears? Hm! Those are crocodile's tears, and one cannot quite believe in them. Tell me, what possessed him to want to go abroad? And how could he afford to go? Why, he has no private means. He had saved the money from his last bonus i answered plaintively he only wanted to go for three months to switzerland to the land of william tell william tell hmm. he wanted to meet the spring at naples to see the museums the customs the animals hmm. the animals i think it was simply from pride what animals animals indeed haven't we animals enough? We have museums, menageries, camels. 
there are bears quite close to petersburg and here he's got inside a crocodile himself oh come timothy semyonitch this man is in trouble the man appeals to you as a friend as to an older relation craves for advice and you reproach him have pity at least on the unfortunate elena ivanovna you are speaking of his wife a charming little lady said timothy semyonitch visibly softening and taking a pinch of snuff with relish particularly prepossessing and so plump and always putting her pretty little head on one side very agreeable andrei osipitch was speaking of her only the other day speaking of her yes and in very flattering terms such a bust he said such eyes such hair a sugar-plum he said not a lady and then he laughed he is still a young man of course timothy semyonitch blew his nose with a loud noise and yet young though he is what a career he is making for himself that's quite a different thing timothy semyonitch of course of course well what do you say then timothy semyonitch why what can i do give advice guidance as a man of experience a relative what are we to do what steps are we to take go to the authorities and to the authorities certainly not timothy semyonitch replied hurriedly if you ask my advice you had better above all hush the matter up and act so to speak as a private person it is a suspicious incident quite unheard of unheard of above all there is no precedent for it and it is far from creditable and so discretion above all let him lie there a bit we must wait and see but how can we wait and see timothy semyonitch what if he is stifled there why should he be i think you told me that he made himself fairly comfortable there i told him the whole story over again timothy semyonitch pondered hm he said twisting his snuff-box in his hands to my mind it's really a good thing he should lie there a bit instead of going abroad let him reflect at his leisure of course he mustn't be stifled and so he must take measures to preserve his health avoiding a cough for instance and so on and as for the german it's my personal opinion he is within his rights and even more so than the other side because it was the other party who got into his crocodile without asking permission and not he who got into ivan matvietch's crocodile without asking permission though so far as i recollect the latter has no crocodile and a crocodile is private property and so it is impossible to slit him open without compensation for the saving of human life timothy semyonitch oh well that's a matter for the police you must go to them 
but Ivan Matvich may be needed in the department. He may be asked for. Ivan Matvich needed? <laughs> Besides, he is on leave, so that we may ignore him. Let him inspect the countries of Europe. It will be a different matter if he doesn't turn up when his leave is over. Then we shall ask for him and make inquiries. Three months? Timothy Semyonitch, for pity's sake. It's his own fault. Nobody thrust him there. At this rate, we should have to get a nurse to look after him at government expense, and that is not allowed for in regulations. But the chief point is that the crocodile is private property, so that the principles of economics apply in this question. And the principles of economics are paramount. Only the other evening at Luka Andreich's, Ignaty Prokofievich was saying so. Do you know Ignaty Prokofievich? A capitalist, in a big way of business, and he speaks so fluently. We need industrial development, he said. There is very little development among us. We must create it. We must create capital. So we must create a middle class, the so-called bourgeoisie. And as we haven't capital, we must attract it from abroad. We must, in the first place, give facilities to foreign companies to buy up lands in Russia, as is done now abroad. The communal holding of land is poison, is ruin. And you know, he spoke with such heat. Well, that's all right for him, a wealthy man, and not in the service. With the communal system, he said, there will be no improvement in industrial development or agriculture. Foreign companies, he said, must as far as possible buy up the whole of our land in big lots, and then split it up, split it up, split it up in the smallest parts possible. And do you know he pronounced the words, split it up, with such determination? And then sell it as private property, or rather not sell it, but simply let it, when, he said, all the land is in the hands of foreign companies, they can fix any rent they like. And so the peasant will work three times as much for his daily bread, and he can be turned out at pleasure so that he will feel it, will be submissive and industrious, and will work three times as much for the same wages. But as it is with the commune, what does he care? He knows he won't die of hunger, so he is lazy and drunken. And meanwhile, money will be attracted into Russia, capital will be created, and the bourgeoisie will spring up. The English political and literary paper, The Times, in an article the other day on our finances stated that the reason our financial position was so unsatisfactory was that we had no middle class, no big fortunes, no accommodating proletariat. Ignaty Prokofievich speaks well. He is an orator. He wants to lay a report on the subject before the authorities, and then to get it published in the news. That's something very different from verses like Ivan Matvich's. But how about Ivan Matvich? I put in after letting the old man babble on. Timothy Semyonitch was sometimes fond of talking and showing that he was not behind the times but knew all about things. 
How about Ivan Matvich? Why, I am coming to that. Here we are, anxious to bring foreign capital into the country. Only consider, as soon as the capital of a foreigner who has been attracted to Petersburg has been doubled through Ivan Matvich, instead of protecting the foreign capitalist, we are proposing to rip open the belly of his original capital, the crocodile. Is it consistent? To my mind, Ivan Matvich, as the true son of his fatherland, ought to rejoice and be proud that through him the value of a foreign crocodile has been doubled and possibly even trebled. That's just what is wanted to attract capital. If one man succeeds, mind you, another will come with a crocodile, and a third will bring two or three of them at once, and capital will grow up about them. There you have a bourgeoisie. It must be encouraged. Upon my word, Timothy Semyonitch, I cried, you are demanding almost supernatural self-sacrifice from poor Ivan Matvich. I demand nothing, and I beg you, before everything, as I have said already, to remember that I am not a person in authority, and so cannot demand anything of anyone. I am speaking as a son of the fatherland. That is, not as the son of the fatherland, but as a son of the fatherland. Again, what possessed him to get into the crocodile? A respectable man, a man of good grade in the service, lawfully married, and then to behave like that. Is it consistent? But it was an accident. Who knows? And where is the money to compensate the owner to come from? Perhaps out of his salary, Timofey Semyonitch? Would that be enough? No, it wouldn't, Timofey Semyonitch. I answered sadly. The proprietor was at first alarmed that the crocodile would burst, but as soon as he was sure that it was all right, he began to bluster and was delighted to think that he could double the charge for entry. Treble and quadruple, perhaps. The public will simply stampede the place now, and crocodile owners are smart people. Besides, it's not Lent yet, and people are keen on diversions. And so I say again, the great thing is that Ivan Matvich should preserve his incognito. Don't let him be in a hurry. Let everybody know, perhaps, that he is in the crocodile, but don't let them be officially informed of it. Ivan Matvich is in particularly favorable circumstances for that, for he is reckoned to be abroad. It will be said that he is in the crocodile, and we will refuse to believe it. That is how it can be managed. The great thing is that he should wait, and why should he be in a hurry? Well, but if... Don't worry, he has a good constitution. Well, and afterwards, when he has waited? Well, I won't conceal from you that the case is exceptional in the highest degree. One doesn't know what to think of it, and the worst of it is that there is no precedent. If we had a precedent, we might have something to go by, but... 
as it is what is one to say it will certainly take time to settle it a happy thought flashed upon my mind cannot we arrange i said that if he is destined to remain in the entrails of the monster and it is the will of providence that he should remain alive that he should send in a petition to be reckoned as still serving hmm. possibly as on leave and without salary but couldn't it be with salary on what grounds as sent on a special commission what commission and where why into the entrails the entrails of the crocodile so to speak for exploration for investigation of the facts on the spot it would of course be a novelty but that is progressive and would at the same time show zeal for enlightenment timothy semyonitch thought a little to send a special official he said at last to the inside of a crocodile to conduct a special inquiry is in my personal opinion an absurdity it is not in the regulations and what sort of special inquiry could there be there the scientific study of nature on the spot in the living subject the natural sciences are all the fashion nowadays botany he could live there and report his observations for instance concerning digestion or simply habits uh, for the sake of accumulating facts you mean as statistics well i am no great authority on that subject indeed i am no philosopher at all you say facts we are overwhelmed with facts as it is and i don't know what to do with them besides statistics are a danger in what way they are a danger moreover you will admit he will report facts so to speak lying like a log and can one do one's official duties lying like a log that would be another novelty and a dangerous one and again there is no precedent for it if we had any sort of precedent for it then to my thinking he might have been given the job but no live crocodiles have been brought over hitherto timothy semyonitch hmm yes he reflected again your objection is a just one if you like and might indeed serve as a ground for carrying the matter further but consider again that if with the arrival of living crocodiles government clerks begin to disappear and then on the ground that they are warm and comfortable there expect to receive the official sanction for their position and then take their ease there you must admit it would be a bad example we should have everyone trying to go the same way to get a salary for nothing do your best for him timothy semyonitch by the way ivan matvievich asked me to give you seven roubles he had lost to you at cards ah 
he lost that the other day at nicky for nicky forages i remember and how gay and amusing he was and now the old man was genuinely touched intercede for him timothy semyonitch i will do my best i will speak in my own name as a private person as though i were asking for information and uh, meanwhile you find out indirectly unofficially how much would the proprietor consent to take for his crocodile timothy semyonitch was visibly more friendly certainly i answered and i will come back to you at once to report and his wife is she alone now is she depressed you should call on her timothy semyonitch i will i thought of doing so before it is a good opportunity and what on earth possessed him to go and look at the crocodile though indeed i should like to see it myself go and see the poor fellow timothy semyonitch i will of course i don't want to raise his hopes by doing so i shall go as a private person well good-bye i am going to nicky for nicky forage's again shall you be there no i am going to see the poor prisoner yes now he is a prisoner ah that's what comes of thoughtlessness i said good-bye to the old man ideas of all kinds were straying through my mind a good-natured and most honest man timothy semyonitch yet as i left him i felt pleased at the thought that he had celebrated his fiftieth year of service and that timothy semyonitch's are now a rarity among us i flew at once of course to the arcade to tell poor ivan matvievich all the news and indeed i was moved by curiosity to know how he was getting on in the crocodile and how it was possible to live in a crocodile and indeed was it possible to live in a crocodile at all at times it really seemed to me as though it were all an outlandish monstrous dream especially as an outlandish monster was the chief figure in it end of the crocodile part two by fyodor dostoevsky reading by john van stan savannah georgia